Welcome to the Jannie and Angie Show with January Donovan and Angela Schneiders. We have a dream to rebuild our church and restore the tender love of Christ to every human heart. We believe in women's irreplaceable role in rebuilding our church, our culture, and our domestic church. As St. Catherine of Siena reminds us, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. It is time to rise and reclaim souls for Christ. We must deepen our formation as women and prepare ourselves to lead the new evangelization. Our vision in the Women's School is to build our church one woman's formation at a time, and only then will we set the world on fire for Christ. How should we act during this very you know, challenging and, and difficult time in really salvation history? Because I think that, you know, this past 51 days, I learned that today, that we've been, most of us have been quarantined. It's really been a, a time of massive pause and also sort of massive deepening. And I think that we have to really um, consider what this time is about. So a question came in. I'm just going to read it because I think that it's important for us to put into context. Um, I'm having a very difficult time recalibrating this week. I feel after several weeks of waiting and hope uh, that things have been dashed to pieces in our church. I know some people don't think mass and communion and the hands are a big deal, but I do. And I'm wondering how January would recommend we proceed in regards to mind management. The intensity of this plus other issues in life just all seems so crushing right now. So first of all, I acknowledge the fact that this is not a... This is a challenging time. This is a unique time. This is a, uh, I think the most challenging thing about this is really the unknown, okay? And so I think for all of us, if we struggle being attached to what is known and, you know, having to kind of figure out what's next, it is going to be challenging. So let's just put into context, I think, what's happening here. I think it's a spiritual battle. <laughs> That's what it is. I think that there's a lot of things that are happening here besides COVID that is a whole heck of a lot bigger. And I think there's a lot of graces that is going to come out from this. I think when sin abounds, grace abounds more. That's straight out of scripture. So we have to really see this as a time of hope and recalibration. And really, more than anything, it is a time for us to look at how we're able to, I think, respond our own mindset and it's almost as though it is kind of um um what is it called a an examination of conscience that right now how am i managing you know things when i can't control the outcome when now all of a sudden i'm homeschooling and also working and everything else in between i don't know what's happening in the church where the leadership and everything in between like you know it's really um all of a sudden, we are faced with our limitations, which is a great thing because A, we really have to turn to prayer. I mean, we really have to turn into prayer. And B, we really have to form ourselves so that we can actually pray some more in my management. So what I'm trying to say is that this is a spiritual battle and that somehow God is speaking to us through this battle. And in every battle, it requires an act of courage. And as St. Joan of Arc said, every battle is first won 
or lost in the mind. I love that quote because that's really where we are now. We are in a spiritual battle and a lot of it is going to come from our mindset. So how do we do this? Number one, I think there's a couple of, um, you know, a couple of questions here is that I feel like there are several weeks of waiting and hoping that things have been dashed into pieces. I don't know. It says, I'm wondering how I should basically manage my mind. So first of all, the awareness that, um, our mind is, you know, whatever we put into our mind is what's going to come out. So number one, are we reading the news all day long? Okay. Are we talking about it all day long? Are we allowing our mindset to go into those places of worry because we're constantly putting in our, in our mind? So, you know, all the stuff, it's almost like our, our, it's our mental factory. All the things we put in, it's what comes out. So now, you know, it's a matter of, um, managing our emotions because if we're watching the news and putting all the junk stuff, inevitably my emotion is going to go up and down, up and down, good or bad. And, and, and if not, it really put me into a state of anxiety and fear because if I'm constantly looking at the numbers, if I'm constantly looking at now there's children and you know, that are affected with COVID and then when is our church? I mean, all the negativity out there is really costing me my peace of mind. So the first thing we need to put in is that what are we putting into our thoughts and in our conversation? Okay. Because that's the first thing that we need to pivot in is we need to really protect our mindset from all the junk out there. And there's a lot of junk. So how should we watch the, the you know, the news and learn about it? I think that we can, if, you know, we can look at something and say, well, that's what the stats say. This is what it is. And we don't have, you know, I can't control what the outcome is. I cannot control what is going to happen the next month. So what I can do right now is look for the good in my current situation. What do I mean by that? How can I be so present to my children? How can I um, see and, um, you know, the good in my work, in my home, and in my environment. So basically, it is really almost forced, um, what is it called? Mind protection, <laughs> right? It's literally, you're trying to protect, if, if it's challenging for us to see hope in the situation, we have to protect the faculty that's making us worry and causing fear. So no news, no conversation that negative, and here's the kicker. We need to be constantly um, reciting the things we're grateful for all day long. As soon as we wake up, midday, end of the day, I'm so grateful that my kids are safe. I'm so grateful that my, job, my, my husband sells a job. I'm so grateful that he lost his job and now there's an opportunity for something else. I'm so grateful that the sun is out. I and you, we literally become a walking sign of gratitude. Okay. So every single time we start to get worried, we start to get kind of anxious, go really like a child, think of all the many ways we're grateful. Okay. So that's the first thing is that, you know, we protect our mental faculty and we walk into a life of gratitude. Very simple. And you know what? It's actually so simple, but it's not actually easy to do because you have to be hyper aware of the things that you're thinking and making sure you don't put negative stuff. And number two, you have to be constantly be proactive and making sure that you're finding all the good things to be grateful for all day long. I will guarantee you that if you do this for the next two weeks, it's going to change your perspective. Cut all the things out to external, work from the internal, and find all the good in our home, 
every little thing, the, the, you know, the air we breathe, the food we have, and thank God for even the things we do not have, right? And so that we are training our mindset to see and seek the good in all situations. Therefore, we become a walking um, breath of, of gratitude instead of seeing all the bad stuff and complaining about all those things. So that's a very practical level. So if you do that, it's going to change the way you're thinking. 15 days for wiring, 66 days for rewiring. So become a woman of gratitude. I think that's really important. Now, is it you know valid for us to be really upset about the fact that we can't receive our Lord? Absolutely. Okay. So here's the skill set, ladies, is that we can be a walking woman of gratitude, protect our peace of mind, and still be upset about what's going on in the world. I think the maturity that is required here is that we can isolate our emotions because we know how to actually manage our thoughts. So let's think about managing our thoughts. We put all the good stuff, okay? But remember, I'm a woman of solution. Therefore, I cannot be attached from the outcome. I can only try to seek what is good and do what is right, but I have to be detached from the outcome, okay? So what does that mean? It means that I'm praying, I'm seeing all the good stuff um, in my home and what I can't control, but the things that I can't control, I am not going to busy my mind on things I cannot control. But what I can control, okay, is having to busy my mind and how to form courage and leadership during this time. And is it frustrating, honestly, that um, I feel like there's, we're kind of like walking in, we're kind of asleep in the wheel. And that's how I feel, honestly. And I feel like there's so much fear out there and fear mongering through the media that we are afraid to act or react. Fear allows us to hand over freedom without question or rebellion. That's the truth of it. So right now, because of all the fear that's actually pumped into our media, into our social media, we feel sort of this helplessness. And then if we don't understand that our thoughts create an emotion, our emotion actually get a visceral reaction. And then inhibits us from actually growing spiritually because our mental faculties are hijacked. We then realize, oh my gosh, I'm stranded. So we have to understand how our mind is connected to our emotion, emotions, our body, our body, our spiritual life. We are integrated. Okay. So that we understand this whole entire process and we can say, oh, I just really need to make sure I don't put negative things in my mind. And that becomes my sacrifice, my, you know, my gift to God. It's like, nope, I'm only thinking of all the good things I'm grateful for. Not all the many ways I watch the news and talk to these people and all the many ways that could really exacerbate our fear. Okay. So, and then alongside that, do your homework, find, you know, um, 10 or 20 minutes a day to say, what's really happening here? Because I believe in my own opinion that our freedom is getting taken away, that the censorship that our church, um, and you know, that the state is actually taking over authority in the church. I do. And, And my own frustration is the fact that, where is the leadership? Where is it, you know, where's the church saying as a unified body of Christ saying, no, thank you. Yes, there's, you know, this is real. COVID is real, but God is bigger than this, right? So that to me is a frustration. So how do we do that? We do our homework. You know, we, we try to share what we can and find the courage to speak truth in a very delicate and unified manner. Because what I'm also seeing is that people are, you know, sharing all these stuff. And then I see the bickering that's happening inside social media. And instead of unifying, we're just dividing. Okay. So 
we need to really be be good stewards of our freedom and our and our our faith <laughs> and that means that we can look at all these things that are happening and say no this is not okay no censorship is not okay because censorship also means that they can actually censor or inhibit us from worshiping okay and then we say you know we um let's you know, let me share this to four five six seven of my really good friends that i trust and say listen I just wanted to share this with you what are you open? What can we do together? So we are proactively trying to find a solution so that we are not stuck in the fact and the things that we cannot change. So then we busy our mind and say, well, what can we do? Can we rally a group of people? Can we write a letter to the bishop? Can we, um, you know, share this content um, to, you know, 10 people today? So you get your group of friends and you say, listen, it's time for us to collaborate. It's time for deep leadership. It's time for us to say, this is not okay. And if we continue in this path, our, our freedom is going to, you know, freedom for worship is getting taken away from us. It already is right before our eyes. Okay. But remember when we're stressed and we're having a hard time mentally hijacking, we can't actually think in our frontal lobe. We actually can't get creative. We actually kind of get um, in this state of um, 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 fright and we freeze. And so we can't actually think creatively. So it's really important to manage our mind and there's no way around it than guarding what it is that we allow in so that what comes out is good and not fear and not anxiety. So now we say, okay, let's do the homework. Let's try to collaborate and grab, you know, five, six people or however many you can grab to find courage to say, what can we do about it? And I think if we focus on being a woman of gratitude and becoming a woman of solution, being detached from the outcome, managing what comes in out of our mind, it is all that we can quite do at this God-given moment, okay? But I also really think that there's a huge, massive spiritual battle that's happening. The fact that we can't receive our Lord, I mean, that didn't happen in World War II. You know, I think there were certain places that were um, um, free from it, but almost as a whole world, I mean, it's, this is alarming. <laughs> this is a spiritual battle. And I think it's a spiritual battle, but it's also a battle for our freedom, you know, just as, as an American um, or a citizen. And so we have to be um, good stewards of our freedom by studying what is happening and do not put a blind eye, turn a blind eye to it, and then find out the solution and say, what can we do? Okay. Because no, it's not okay. And that, you know, I was just thinking that you know, a simple thing as a hug, a simple thing as um, gathering together as a church is is now something to be feared or questioned or a prohibited. I mean, if somebody doesn't see that that's alarming, we are asleep in the wheel. That's what it is. So we don't really have a choice but to learn to really manage our minds so that we can act in courage. And, you know, we can either allow our mindset to be hijacked, or we can say, you know what, I've got to work on my thoughts so I can now focus on being creatively finding a solution for Christ. And remember that our self-image is that we are calm and peaceful and detached from the outcome. It goes all the way back in lessons six, seven, and eight. This is why we need to be lifetime members because it's really important for us in the woman's school to go back to those rewire formulas. So on a very practical level, we need to have a script that's going to rewire fear and anxiety into you know, um, gratitude and hope, because that's what we really need to right now. So instead of us getting kind of worked up and saying, so I'm a woman of peace and hope, I find solution in all situation. That's it. And so you're focusing on the things that you can focus on 
okay? And not the things that you cannot focus on. So that when you manage, you know, this gnawing anxiety, then we can think creatively of how we can find a solution to this real massive spiritual crisis that we're all in. And, and it's not fun. And, you know, I've had several exchanges with people and, um, you know, at times it's, it's, um, it's frustrating because I think as Catholics, we almost have not, we almost, I would say, we really have not been taught how to communicate effectively. And so our dialogue are poor. Our dialogue is divisive. Our dialogue is limiting. And instead of us creating unity, we are actually creating more division and calling people names or thinking that this is conspiracy theories or what's going on in the world. And this is horrible. I mean, I've got people that are just advertising all the negative things in social media and it's what's getting advertised all day long. We already get it from the news. As a Catholic, give me something that's more hopeful than it is. That's crazy. But it is important to do our homework. It is important to see things as they are and not turn a blind eye to the reality of this situation. The act of courage here and the virtue is having to learn to manage our mind so that we can actually act into hope and courage. Okay, there is a massive call for courage during this time. And so it really is a matter of leadership. And it's a matter of saying, oh, wow, if I am pummeled by my thoughts right now, how can I truly lead the path for Christ? So really go back to the basic. There is no easy answer than rewiring our mindset, than um, rebuilding a new self-image and going through the mundane, ordinary work that creates the extraordinary woman. And that's us actually becoming aware of our thoughts, so that they don't permeate into our body and we become a walking, you know, vessel of fear. So it's about back to awareness, you know, back to assessment, back to rewiring and back to basic. Um, so, you know, that's how I want you to really, you know, look at this ladies, because um, if we're going to try to continually control the outcome, we are going to lose our mind. <laughs> Because who knows, you know, I don't know. I mean, they've kicked the, what is it called? The um, lifting the the ban a couple of times, at least where we are. And there's just, there's just the unknown factor. And I think that I was having a discussion <coughs> with another woman and it's so important for us to be so detached from the outcome to actually taste some deep level of freedom. That if we're constantly trying to control what's going to happen and trying to you know, do something um, that, you know, they'll do something that we think, okay, if it goes this way, that's great. If it doesn't go this way, I'm going to be a hot mess. I mean, that's frustrating. So what we really need to do is to do everything that we can in our power to make sure that we protect our church but be detached from the outcome and fight while being detached from the outcome. And they can only really come in a form of prayer and faith. This is really more than anything, a renewal of our mind and our hearts back to prayer life, back to intimacy with the Lord. And it's about trust. And remember, gratitude is first and foremost trust. Thank God for everything because we trust that he is going to take care of us. And so while we learn to manage our mind through an act of, you know, really virtue, we hope that God is not going to abandon us in this life, lifetime. So that's an important learning, ladies, and it's not meant to be a walk in the park because um, there's so many unknowns right now that we really have to say the only thing that I can control is how I can rebuild the church from within me. How can I be that woman that's spreading hope, truth, and beautiful beauty? I mean, truth, beauty, and goodness around me, 
and not be a walking ball of, you know, fear and anxiety, right? And it's, there is a legitimate reason to be fearful and anxious, but don't prolong the process of wiring it so it doesn't become a habitual way of thinking. And all of a sudden, we're now we're just a massive ball of stress. So the church needs to be rebuilt. And I think this is the way we need to look at it. We need to see the good and everything. I think this is a time for renewal. I think this is also a time for us to go back and say, wow, what can I do? How can I can you know, contribute to the world? And I think if we live with that level of um, focus, then we're not a victim to the, the circumstances in our life. So I hope that serves you ladies during this time. And you know, I, I wish I can give you an easy answer to manage our mind, but there isn't anything that requires us to manage our mind. It requires us to pay attention to the things that we're allowing in so that we don't, you know, live a life of fear and anxiety. And but once you get this down, your life will taste um, a level of freedom that most people in their lifetime never taste. Okay. So that's our goal here is the internal freedom, knowing that we are loved by God, who's not going to abandon us. And that this is a gift, a gift, an awakening, a renewal. And, you know, as frustrating as it really is to feel like we can't receive our Lord and that even the way we receive him, um, there's so many restrictions that is almost unconstitutional. We have to find a way to see, well, this is bad. And maybe this is now an opportunity for an uprise. Maybe this is now awakening people. So then we see and, and continue to seek the good. So I hope that serves you ladies. If you have any other questions, please send them my way. I think these are important questions. Um, back to basic. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear from you. Please write us at info at com. We would love to hear your comments and questions. And to learn more about our work at The Woman's School, please visit our website, thewomanschool.org. Finally, we encourage you to take the wholeness quiz, which you will find on our website, thewomanschool.org. Because as St. Edith Shine taught us, as a woman becomes whole, she becomes a pillar on which others can lean to be made whole. Thank you, ladies. Until next time, let us rise and together rebuild our church.